Alexa, play the Two Shot podcast. Getting the latest episode of The Shot. What? Here no, it is from no. TuneIn. Stop, Alexa, stop. contains sensitive topics what? and explicit language. Uh, stop, Alexa, stop. For all listeners. Stop. Oh, Previously f- on The Shot. What? Alexa, stop. <sighs> Alexa, play the latest episode of the Two Shot podcast. Latest episode of the shot. No, stop. Alexa, stop. Stop. Explicit language that may not be suitable. Alexa, stop. Preview. Technology. Let's do it myself. Hello, how you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. Psst. Hey. Yeah, you. You'd... What? What, what do you mean you don't remember us? Look, I know, I know. We, we've had a little break. We needed to rest. You need to rest your ears. But guess what? The Two Shot Podcast is back. How the devil are you? You good? How was your summer? Was it relaxing? Hectic? Argumentative? Mm, productive? What did I, what? What did I do? I uh, had a nice rest. Did a bit of work. I hired a camper van from uh, in Paisley in Scotland. And I did a lovely tour of the highlands of Scotland. And I tell you what, it was one of the most relaxing holidays I've ever had. And uh, the weather was stunning. We went over to the Isle of Skye. It was beautiful. I heartily recommend that. Yeah. That's what we got up to. Poor Griff, swimming around in cardboard boxes. He was moving house. And I think he's still unpacking as I record this. But look, just just, just rest easy now. Get your cup of tea. Get on your treadmill. Get on the train. Get on the tube. Whatever you're doing, get this in your ears because we are back. Well, look, I say we're back. And we are, don't don't get me wrong, we're back this Thursday, right? We were going to start recording other brand new episodes next week. Something's come up, a bit of personal stuff that's come up, which means we can't get on the road. That's the bad news. The good news is we can the following week. So when will the other brand new episode be out for you? Let me tell you right now. So it's going to be... The week of the 3rd of September. So that Thursday in the week of the 3rd of September, we'll be back regular as clockwork. Crockwork? Regular as clockwork. Um, Every Thursday, as normal. Brand new episodes, brand new chats, and lovely, lovely guests. Uh, What else?
else has been going on. Look, this is kind of for the actors really listening. Um, so if it's, if this might be a bit boring, if it is, please, you have my permission to forward. But um, on social media over the past, I don't know, month, six weeks, whatever, um, there's been this thing called the Yes No Initiative, which if you follow Danny Lee Winter, anyway, he's part of it and he's it's part of Act for Change and a few friends of his. I know he's not the instigator, but he's there um, giving it a voice on social media. So what it is, if you're still listening and you don't know what it is, basically, so when an actor goes into a room to audition, you know, it's, for want of a better phrase, it's a job interview. You know, you're selling uh, a product, which in a crude sense is yourself. So it's a job interview. And with job interviews, you usually get a, a yes, you got the job, or no, you didn't, better look next time. Now, a lot of actors have found that they're just left after the interview, they, they they don't get a yes or a no. And that doesn't do good for anybody's uh, state or their mental health. And it, and, it, and it's kind of not on, really. You know, you people put the work in and uh, they go in the room, they learn however many pages there are to learn. They take time out of their schedule, of their personal life, their home life to do this. The least people are saying is that you should get a yes or a no, which... You know, I do agree with. I do agree. And it hasn't always been like this. But look, let me just play devil's advocate for a second, right? If you are a casting director and, or, you know, your director, producer, whatever, you're seeing maybe a handful, a couple of handfuls of people, to get back to the people who didn't get the job, you know, it's doable. You know, it might be hard, but it's doable. Now, look, I had a cup of tea with a casting director. Uh, the other week, not long ago. And they were saying, look, yeah, I agree with you to an extent, right? But what if they're doing a, a a full search or even a worldwide search? They're seeing thousands of people for for a certain role. It's kind of impossible to get back and say, no, I'm sorry you didn't get it. it that's really, really hard, especially... If a casting director doesn't have a huge team behind them, they're by themselves, or they just have an assistant maybe once a week, that stuff's kind of impossible. So, you know, I just wanted to say, yeah, you know, yeah, I do support it to an extent. But if it's, uh, you know, this nationwide search, that's really hard for people. So, um, yeah, I just, it was playing on my mind and I thought, you know, if uh, someone's seen six people, yeah, it's, it's kind of respectful to get back to them. But, you know, if you're talking 1,500, 2,000 people, as I know some people are, people are sending in videotape auditions all the time, especially for a, a certain musical that's becoming a film. I know they've they've done a big search for that. That must be really hard to get back to everybody. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of positivity and the respect is there. And that'll do really well for um, a lot of actors to move on and, you know, good for the old upstairs. So that's very positive. Right. So you know that over the past year, it's been incredible. We've had amazing guests. And what's always been 
pretty hard is is getting guests and scheduling and going right we'll record this person here or we'll go to manchester we'll go to london so it's all about timing and schedule so when we were invited to kendall calling music festival it's in the middle of our summer break it'll be totally doable it's just uh, an hour perfect we thought well getting a guest for kendall calling proved really hard it was so difficult. And then, right at the 11th hour, the stars aligned and I made a phone call and the lovely Andrew Ellis said, I'm there for you. I'll be down at Tim Peaks Diner at Kendall Calling. What time do you need me? I'm there. And we sat down in front of a lovely sold-out crowd. Now, here's the thing, right, when you're doing a live podcast, especially at a music festival, I hadn't done it before, and I thought, well, do people really want to sit down with a, a couple of guys yakking and maybe it's going to get deep? Is it going to be funny? Is it going to be serious? I don't know what the conversation's going to play out like. So that that was in my back of my mind, a bit of a worry. And then about sort of five minutes in, and I'm sure you'll hear on the recording, you could hear a pin drop. It just got really, really silent because they kind of tuned in uh, that this wasn't a band in a small venue. This was two fellas yakking on um and it was really really lovely chat it was brilliant i can't thank andy enough and also i can't thank you enough because while we've been off the air so to speak um the podcast has still been knocking around in the top 20 um and more people have been getting on board and downloading so thanks so much for rating and reviewing you know it, it does it really means everything to us and if you do like us you know this is free, but we do this. It's solely independent. We don't have any sponsors. In fact, speaking of sponsors, you know, we've turned down sponsors because our thing is, right, I don't, you're very loyal to us, right? So we want to be loyal to you and you know how honest we are, right? So look, I don't want you tuning into this and I don't want me trying to flog you a nice sexy mattress with 15% off like all the other podcasts, Okay. I'm sure you like craft beer. I don't have any vouchers for you. This is not the podcast for you. So what we're doing at the moment is we're searching out sponsors that that we think are going to be useful to you as the listener, that, that we back, that we endorse. So that's the thing. But in the meantime, while we're doing that, we have a Patreon site. So Patreon dot com floor, forward oh god it's because i haven't been speaking for ages isn't it patreon.com forward slash two shot pod you can go there you can pledge whatever you like that would be fantastic every little really does help and if you don't want to or you can't afford to or it's not the right time that's cool the podcast is still going to be here it's still going to be free and you know if you can't afford it just write a lovely review Knock some five stars up for us. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Anyway, look, it's the first podcast back for a while, so I'm very sorry for blathering on, but how fantastic that you're here. And I tell you what, I have really, really missed it. So it's fantastic to be back. And uh, yeah, we've got some absolute great guests lined up, promise you. Um, speaking of great guests, should we get down to it? This is the Two Shot Podcast live at Tim Peake's Diner at Kendall Calling Festival with the very, very lovely and very honest Mr. Andrew Ellis. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Good afternoon, Tim Peaks. How is everyone? A little bit wet, a little bit damp. Don't worry, come inside. This is the Two Shot Podcast live from Tim Peaks. Now, just a little grunt or a cheer. Uh, who's heard of the podcast before? Who listens? That's a very small cheer, that's all right. For those of you listening today, what I would do is keep your expectations very, very low, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time. So, big cheer for anybody that's seen the TV show or film. This is England. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Two Shot Podcast live with Andrew Ellis. Big round of applause, please. This is very nice and very wet. It's a little bit... uh, Hello, everyone. (laughs) Andrew Ellis, how the devil are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, Pleasure to be here, pleasure to be on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here, mate. Tell me about Withenshaw. Right, okay, Withenshaw. Straight in with that one. I normally say to people when they ask where I'm from, I say, have you seen Shameless? Yeah. And they go, yeah, great. And I go, yeah, that's where I live. Um, which normally, yeah. It's, it's nice, though. It's not as, it's not as bad. It's, it, was, it was rough when I was younger. It was very, very bloody rough when I was younger. But it's all right now. And it's very, it's very nice to look at. It's very green and pleasant. Uh, I've not we... moved away, yeah. I love Withenshaw. You still live in Withenshaw? Yeah, I moved to Essex for nine months to be closer to London and just couldn't hack it. Did you feel that you had to move out of Withenshaw to move to London? Yeah, at the time, I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, London is where it's at. London's where I need to be to, to be an actor and to uh, get to auditions. And, and you like found that. out, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, where, where we were living, like, <clears throat> we were on the outskirts. We were near enough to a tube station and that, but for what we were paying kind of rent for this little dingy room that we had, we've got like a mortgage now back home and... The trains are two hours. So and it's, it's all about quality of life. And it is, yeah, it's about quality of life. Especially yeah. when you as an actor, you're going to and from jobs and you're leaving the family a lot. You need to know that the base is solid. Yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, that's one thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, made us want to move away. Me and my missus moved down there and uh, we realised we wanted to start a family and stuff like that. And I don't think we could have done that in London, I don't think. So, so growing up in Withenshaw, were you on an estate or were you in a house? Um, yeah, we, we, we had a... We, Moved from kind of council house to council house for until um, I was about fourteen, and then I think my mum bought an house. So that's um, you, your mum, me, dad, your siblings. Uh, me, my mum, my my dad, and my little sister. Yeah. What's the difference between you and your sister age wise? Uh, four years, so she's a little bit younger. She's younger and the oldest. So yeah, yeah. So good relationship with your sister. Yeah, all right. We used to fight like cat and dog when we were little, but brother yeah, and sister. Get, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We get on all right now. It's not too. Not and too what bad. was your dad doing for a living? What was he doing grafting? Um, when I was younger, <clears throat> um, so he's my stepdad, but he's he's my dad. Kind yeah, of, of course. Uh, when I was younger, uh, he was a chef at the airport, um, sort of for like flight services and that for like aeroplanes and stuff, um, and then. As I got a little bit older, he started uh, warehouse management, driving lorries, that kind of kind of stuff. And your mum? Uh, my mum was always sort of in kind of care jobs, like she was a like a nurse for like in an elderly people's home, um, and then she started kind of chefing there and things like that, being a cleaner and things. Because being like that. in care must be a really hard job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, 
uh, being younger and uh, the kind of hours that she used to work and, and stuff like that was always a bit mad. And then, yeah, she's she's always been uh, always been kind of surrounded by death, my mum. So she's like proper hypochondriac. Well, I was talking to somebody <laughs> the other day on a job and she was looking after this actor I was working with. Yeah. And she went, before that, I was doing, um, bef- you know, just before you die care. What's it called? That like pr- um, end of life care. End of life yeah, care. Yeah, and yeah. I said to her, how do you switch off from that? She went, you don't. You take your work home with you. And yeah. that's why she had to stop because it started messing with her own mind. Yeah, I mean, my that's what my wife does at the minute. She works... Um, she does that now? My wife, yeah. She works on uh, children's oncology. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's... She, she loves it. Like, not loves it, but she loves her job. You see, actors um, moan about their yeah, job. Yeah. That's real. That's a real job. I came home the other day and I was moaning about... Um, I had to do a little pr- producing for this social media company. Yeah. And I had a bit of a shit day. Um, and I went home and I was moaning about something and, and whatnot. And proper like, oh, get great on me. I said, come on, we'll go out for some nice dinner. So we went out, have a dinner. went, how was your day, by the way? She was like, oh, yeah, not too bad. Did a, did a course today on end of life care. I was like, oh, I've had a great day then, darling. Like, fuck me. like it, do you know what I mean? Like, it really puts <laughs> things into perspective, 100%, doesn't it? 100%. And do you mind me asking about your, your biological dad? Where... Um, so he, uh, left, well, my mum and dad kind of split up when I was very young. He wasn't a very nice man. Right. Um, and he lives in London. So he's lived there for past kind of 20 odd years, I guess. And do you have any contact with him now or? Not really. No, no. Um, Sorry, we seem to be going quite deep, (laughs) very, very early at a festival. (laughs) That is all about sunshine and happiness. But if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> we that's not what I do. If you listen to the podcast, it's probably usually me crying. But the whole thing about why I start the podcast and why I do this is to talk to people and to get to have the conversation that we don't normally have in life. We all say hello all the time, but when do we really sit down and discuss things? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, school life for you, Andy. Yeah. Still in Withenshaw, the state, the state school. Yeah, yeah. Just went to a normal school. Um, yeah. The little I know you, and we've known each other off and on through various friends. Yeah, yeah. We worked s- together a little bit yeah. early on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you've always seemed to me like a very up and very positive guy. Yeah, yeah. Were you were you like that at school? Or? Nah, I was the complete opposite. I was the. Uh, I was I was the class clown. I was the I was, I think I just used to think I was smarter than the teachers, and sometimes I bloody was. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I always had an answer for everything. So you're quite gobby. I was quite gobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do not strike yeah, me as that. A at lot of people all. say that, and I think I've just I think what it was in school. I just felt older than I was, and like now I'm older. I've, I'm all right with that now. Like, did you, know did you think at that time at school? You were trying to put on a facade of the Joker, of the class clown. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I wonder what, what, what reason do you think that was? Because um, we've all been there and we've all seen that. And they're all they're doing it for some sort of reason. Yeah, I don't know, really. I've always just been like naturally loud and a bit like always been able to kind of get people laughing. I think earlier on, like, obviously being the big kid at school, like you're an easy target. So um, <clears throat> I think probably through that, like I'd... I, I learned quickly that, right, I can't um, necessarily... Well, 
I can't necessarily handle myself in, in a scrap situation, so just make the fuckers laugh. So if you're not on. a fighter, then you're going to laugh your <laughs> exactly, way out yeah, of yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or have long legs like I did and just bloody <laughs> leg just it run. away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not got long legs either, so I'm balls there. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get on at school? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I, ish. Like, I, I didn't mind the lessons and stuff, because, like I say, I... I I always did pretty all right. Like, that's that's what the teachers used to moan about a lot to me, mum. Like, every parent's evening, they'd say, look, you know, he's, his work's really fucking good. It's just everyone who's sat around him's doing really bad. And I used to be like, it's not my fault. Like, yeah. I can listen and have a laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, that's... But you're an influence <laughs> on the others. I was a bad influence on everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um... But yeah, no, it was it was all right. Like, it was. I used to hate it while I was there. I think everyone does, don't they? I think everyone kind of wishes that they could get out and get to the big wide world and well that, it's because and then... at that time I think and all kids are like this I know I've got a 7 year old at the moment and sometimes I look at him and I think gee that's that stuff a 14 year old would say don't yeah. grow up too we all want to grow up too yeah, quickly yeah. but we have yeah, to go sure. down that path and learn and make the mistakes and fail because only by failing are then are we going to 100% yeah, you know, yeah we're yeah. going to learn um, so how did that affect you when they were saying that at parents evening Um. Again, I used to just think, well, it's not my, you know what I mean? Like, it's not my fault. If I, if I can listen and still, like, do your science work or You whatever, can't take responsibility for I other people. I can't take responsibility yeah. for other people. I'm just, you know, I'm making their day a bit better. I'm there for team morale. <laughs> <laughs> do you still feel that now, like, when you're acting? Do you, do you, do you have that? Um, yeah, I think so. I think with, with a lot of the projects that I've done, there's so many big characters. There's so many, like, with This Is England especially, like, I think everybody was pretty much on a similar kind of, like, background to that. Like, I know yeah. I've listened to, to Joe's, uh, one of Tomo's, uh, Two Shot. And both very good podcasts. You should both go and check them out. <laughs> oh, there's Tomo there. Oh, look, there's see. Thomas Turgus from This Is England. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. Um, so, yeah, I think, it's, I think we all kind of came from a similar thing. So, like, most sets that I've, I've kind of been on, and most, like you say, most actors kind of come from that sort of background of... Not really enjoying school, but yeah. you know, having a, having a laugh through it, and it's and funny because like doing that. doing a year of these podcasts, uh, I think there's one that certainly stands out where she went. I absolutely love school. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best time of my life, and I was so well behaved. <laughs> I went, Jesus, you're the first one that I've ever heard say that. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah. And it, towards the end of what what were you what were your subjects like what were you going for were you sporty were you just getting... <laughs> come on craig <laughs> hey, you never know i know lots of great goalies <laughs> i captained the basketball team once and that's cuz i had an interest in basketball and they give me everyone out of detention to to to, to captain over um, but that's about as sporty as i got in school i think and when did drama come into your life? Did that come into um, school? Because it's funny yeah, yeah, that's... if it's there or not in the curriculum nowadays, which I always think it should be. I think the, you know, the arts are being sucked out yeah. of school. You can't uh, express yourself in any way. And these kids need to do it, even if the kids don't want to do acting for a yeah. living or dance for a living, smash records <laughs> up for a living and make art out of them. Do you know what I mean? They need to express themselves Yeah, at some definitely. Point. I think... Um, so my, my school was all right with that because um, luckily for me at that kind of brief little time, so I went started high school in like 2001, uh, left in 2006, so there was a bit more funding going into things like that. So my high school, it was just a normal sort of state high school kind of thing, but it yeah. had a specialist qualification in arts, um, which was really good. So they put a lot of um, 
like before I, I got there, they built a big drama studio, big dance studio. Wow. It's all gone now. It's all going to waste now. They, I speak to my old drama teacher and it's, um, I think history use it now. Like a, a drama studio and the history class are in it. Like it's So they ploughed all that money into building this amazing space for the arts yeah. and now it's been taken over by somebody else. It's literally That's what I'm talking that, yeah. about. See, it was fine when, when you were there. It was kind of all right when I was there. You know, I'm <clears throat> 42... 41, something like that, I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember Around now. the 40s, early. <laughs> um, but it was kind of all right for me. It was, it, But it was very small. It was yeah. kind of niche. Yeah. If you wanted to do... I think I was <clears throat> one of two boys doing drama in a class full of girls. Yeah, yeah. But that's but, what I liked about it. <laughs> I, I bloody bet you did. More of that in a second. Um, but did you go into drama class? Hey, oh, thank you. Hi, Susan. And, uh, <laughs> and that's why I married my wife, Susan Lynch. Thank you very much. Um... <laughs> that's my producer that's producer Griff everybody hey. round of applause when oh. they say he's handsome when you're recording it like look at him I know look at him I'm glad my wife's not here the, the podcast isn't <laughs> the podcast isn't about uh, producer Griff Andrew it's about you sorry Sorry. So you did don't. you, was there always something that made you want to go into drama class? Were you doing anything outside of school? Um, yeah, so I think drama for me started like in kind of the last couple of years of primary school, first sort of year of high school. I remember... Because um, you do the obligatory, you do your Christmas shows, you do the yeah, Bible show. Yeah, yeah, I did all that the in Bible kind of the Bible show. That's what the kids are calling it nowadays. <laughs> did they? Um, yeah, so I, uh, like I said, I think sort of last year of... Uh, primary school, um, a cousin of mine who is from around here actually, from sort of Barrow in Furness, which isn't far. Right. He was sort of like seven years older than me, and he moved down to Manchester, and he just introduced me into a load of like I was like set. Well, how old would have been about ten at the time, and he just introduced me to loads of like cool things, like uh, just good comedy films and like hip hop and just ranch. And I was like, wow, like I'd never really seen or heard anything like like all that. And I remember just watching sort of uh, just loads of like daft comedy films with him like stuff like Ace Ventura and things like that so and he was just opening up your palette just literally yeah things. yeah yeah. I mean at that time what I was 10 I probably like all I knew was like Pokemon and stuff like that but um, I remember he uh, yeah yeah and then so after that I remember watching that I remember watching he introduced me to uh, Friends I remember watching that and then having a dream one night that um, I was in it that you would be in France. Yeah, yeah, that was in France because I think they were doing the London episode and he actually had... Um, <laughs> it was the first time I've ever read a, read a script, actually. He had, he had a book about the London episodes that they did on Friends, but it had all the like original scripts in it and all like the behind-the-scenes kind of photos and stuff. And I think after reading that, I had this mad dream that I was like the seventh friend. And um, <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. I'm always. I was always used to be Rachel. You was a Ra- You look like a Rachel. Thank you very but much. But that is such a Chandler thing to say. So. <laughs> um, was there any teachers that when? Do you know what? You're always answering back in class. You're always being very gobby. Yeah. We need to put this to good use. We need to channel this. Yeah, definitely. I had um, some good. So the teacher that I had when I went into high school, she was a music teacher. She was my my form teacher, and uh, yeah, answering back and stuff. And she was like, "Look, get into into the into the drama stuff." And at first I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Why were you reluctant, do you think? Um, I just think because of the kind of people that I hung around with at the time and that they would have they would have looked down the nose at that and been like, oh, it's a bit gay, that, isn't See, it? So it's you're thinking feminine. about other people. I'm thinking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I literally, like I say, I went into the, I thought, right, I'll give it a go. I uh, went into the my first kind of drama lesson and just absolutely fell in love with a girl in there. Like, it was like, boom, wow. 
Um, and then forgot about her and just fell in love with drama, I guess. Did like, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I just really enjoyed it. Like you say, just being able to have that outlet to, to be able to be cheeky and to be able to kind of... And to express what yourself exactly, and what's going yeah. on. So yeah. what, what age was this? Uh, first year of high school, so I was about 11, I think. And did that carry on and did it grow through high school? Yeah, 100%. Um, I was kind of known then after a little while as, oh, Andrew's going to be in that play. Do oh, he does, I mean? he does the drama, he does yeah, the acting. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of that and then I got a few of my mates into it. Um, who would have looked down the nose a little oh, bit? Oh, so you got some more lads yeah, into yeah, it? Yeah, which yeah, so like, yeah. It was top. It was great. Like one of my mates who kind of been mates with since since a young age. Like he was he was in Emmerdale for a couple of years. Like for, like do you know what I mean? Like it's it's always been that kind of nice thing that we kind of got into drama a bit together and, and stuff like that. And then we're both kind of doing it professionally now. And you said um, a while, uh, just a while back that you were there and you 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 were studying. You were working hard. Of, of sorts but your yeah. grades were alright but it was the other people around yeah, you that yeah. were suffering when you went into high school and the drama kind of took over did all the other subjects the maths and English did they fall by the wayside or um, a little bit I always enjoyed English because I've always I always enjoy sort of creative writing and, and there's a link poetry. obviously yeah, with the is, drama yeah, yeah. yeah 100% maths I can't abide um, I think I, I could get on with maths and then when I was in like year 9 I think it was uh, my maths teacher full on smacked me like, give me a proper belt, um, which obviously was fine 20 years prior. Um, but, like, yeah, like, that just kind of, I think, what happened, put me what right happened there? What? I don't know, because, I, I, like, like I say, like, I've kind of set myself up to failure, saying I was the cheeky kid. But for him, he was that big bastard teacher that you wouldn't mess with. But so, still, you can be a cheeky kid, well, yeah, but no yeah, child exactly. deserves well, to yeah. be hit. Um, no, you know, not in these days or even 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, it was... Um, he was that teacher. I think he was like the head of maths, and he was scary. And he was a big rugby player at the time, big bloke. And um, I don't even know what I'd done. Like, I think I'd ask someone for it because I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare like be cheeky or talk in his class. I think I asked my mate for something, and he literally came in front of me and just gave me a good wallop on the front and a wallop on the back. And like we he had, went in for two. Yeah, yeah, he went in for two. Yeah, we had um, like my mum got like uh, the police involved, stuff like that, but. Nothing happened. Like, it was still working. Well, how brilliant that you reported it. Oh, yeah, 100%. You didn't not not say anything. Yeah, well, it was one of them. Like, he kind of did it, and then he shouted at me. He was like, get out of the class. And I was like, stood outside on the the corridor, just going over him. He had like, did he actually just... Did he actually just... did that just happen? And then he came out and kind of was shouting at me. And as he was shouting at me, I just looked at him and I went, hang about, you just hit me. And he went, no, I did not. How dare you say that? And I just literally opened the classroom door and I went, did he just hit me then? And everyone went... Yeah, and I was like, "You fucking did! You just hit me! Like what?" what? what? So he did it in front of the in whole class, and yeah, then yeah, denied it, and then denied it, and then yeah, but then nothing. Literally, nothing happened from it. Like he was still there. I just, I think I wasn't allowed to um, be in a, be in the room with him, the same room. So you didn't attend his classes. After I, I that. had to move class. Then I got put in a lower set. Then, which probably affected my like. I can't count for shit. Like I'm really bad at maths. Um, so that kind of definitely affected me there but like at the time again it was just normal like I just the only like because I wasn't allowed to be in a room with him yeah he used to run like a lot of the lunchtime detentions so if I ever had lunchtime detention and he walked in I just used to go right see you later mate I'm off and go and have a go and run about with mates and that yeah so every every cloud (laughs) every cloud (laughs) (laughs) worth the wallet so (laughs) hours hours leaving high school did you did you knuckle down for your exams did you have a Um, a plan my exams when all right, actually, because the my final year of high school was when we filmed This Is England, the film, 
So, so we f- need to go back a bit, really, don't what we? Do we? Rewind. How <laughs> did you end up... You know we don't really talk about work that much yeah. in the podcast, but I think in some cases it's really important that we do because it's, it's one path. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, So you're yeah. still in high school. Yeah. The drama's going very well. How yeah. in Withenshaw are you auditioning for a very... Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, everyone show. thinks I'm from Nottingham still. Like, because you're associated yeah, with everybody because, that yeah, does. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they probably think that that Tomo is from Nottingham. I as think well. so. Yeah, I think you've genuinely got that. Um, so yeah, um, my film, uh, my film, my school was um, in the six in one of the six weeks holidays. I think going into like year ten or eleven. Uh, it was going into year eleven, so final year. Um, they used it as the backdrop for uh, ITV drama with um, I can't think of his name now it was called Marion again um, and he just used it as, as the backdrop there was certain scenes set in a school right so they used a lot of the kids as extras and you so, were one of the extras yeah yeah so like we went and it, I think we got like 30 quid a day um, we did Some three days pocket money 90 quid in the six weeks holidays that's like, not bad is yeah, it yeah it was the best time ever um, and then through that I think that was cast by Michelle Smith um, and then through that she, she must have thought oh there's like I think a couple of hundred kind of kids stayed behind in the six weeks all this so she was like oh there must be some kids there who are quite into it uh, sent a couple of audition pieces um, to like the drama club um, one of them was called Johnny and the Bomb it was like a CB- CBBC drama thing right. that they were making so me and my mate went for that we ended up getting the part and we were like buzzing we'd like spent this imaginary amount of money that we didn't know how we were getting thought in you were going to be millionaires thought we were going to be millionaires i think i was planning on buying a petrol moped <laughs> um and then uh we got a call off michelle like literally two weeks before we were supposed to be filming saying oh they've changed the ages they're going like we were like 14 15 they were going for like 12 there's obviously there's a, quite a big gap there you can see that yeah. at that age so we we then didn't get the part so we were devastated, but she said, oh, there's a, another audition that I've got here for this TV series called Bulldogs, if you want to go for that. So we went for that, and yeah, long story short, that ended up not being a TV series. It was This Is England. I think the working title of it at the time was Bulldogs, I think, when, right. when I went for it. I think I was uh, cast early on, I think. I think it was only a few. Stephen Graham was, because he was in my audition. And probably Vicky. Um, Vicky and Shimmy, obviously, they, yeah. they, they were they were kind of cast, but um, sort of Woody, I don't think was, because I remember, we mean Tomo were talking about that, that this morning, kind of the other Woodies, the Woodies that never were. And I said to Tomo, I went, yeah, there was another Sean. And he went, fucking what? <laughs> what? What was he like? I went, oh, he was mint. He was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went, where was he from? I went, oh, he's from Manchester. He, was, he went, is he as sound as me? I went, is he was more sound than you were then because you were a horrible little bugger then. I said, but you're probably more sound than him now. Yeah, Tomo, you've done all right. <laughs> How did you feel about stepping onto a film like that? But only because I'm saying, did you ever feel, oh, I don't really have that much experience in front of a camera. I, I did, have none, did, yeah. yeah did it, but did it not even cross your mind? It was weird because um, there was a lad in my school who kind of, he was, he was about four years older than me. And he, he, was, he played the title role in uh, Jimmy Grimble. Do you remember Jimmy Grimble with Robert Carlyle? I do remember it. Football. He, he was, yeah, football. He was, yeah, about, yeah. He was basically, uh, is it like Light Mike, where he finds a pair of trainers and he goes and plays for City, the magic trainers and all that. Um, and, and the lad who played Jimmy Grimble, Lewis, he was a couple of years older than me in school. 
So I'd seen him do it, and then he kind of, he didn't want to act after that. Um, I never really knew why, but I thought, oh, it, it does happen round here. Like, it does, but then um, never thought it had happened to me or whatever. So then when getting the film, like, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, I'd never had any kind of, other than the little bit of extra work that I did in school that couple of months before. Never had any experience with, with kind of being in front of a camera and stuff. And so. Did you even think at that age, <laughs> yeah, I think this is what I want to do for a living? Because the reason why I say this, you know, you speak to kids nowadays, yeah. and, you know, even back then, well, I want to be this, I want to yeah. be a fireman, I want to be a... Spe- Not a lot of people say, I want to be an actor. Did no, you realise that at the time? Or was that something you learnt? Uh, I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to be an actor, 100%. I, I didn't think I would have been, though. Again, I didn't think it would have... I thought, like, Lewis was a... It was a one-off. That's never going to happen to anyone again. Was it and a he, bit, I don't think this happens to someone like me? Yeah, from yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen to someone like me. So I think I, what, I, what, what I was looking to, because I didn't even know drama school existed. I didn't know that was a, a thing when I was in high school. Like, I didn't know that there was this whole university-type place where you could go and study acting and become yeah. an actor and take that route. I thought it was literally right place right time kind of thing with acting it still which, kind which of a, is which a lot of, well it was for me yeah like a, yeah. Lot of, a lot of time that is um so i think i was i was going into i wanted to be a marine biologist did you i, I don't know why though because i'm terrified of the sea oh yeah. yeah i'm really scared of it yeah but at the time i think um one of my mates was telling me about it and i was like i love animals i always have and i was like yeah that sounds really good like marine biology like, and i was quite good at science and stuff so i was like yeah like i'm, I'm well into that that sounds brilliant and then I ended up getting this as England, so that, that crushed that dream. <laughs> Did you feel that everything changed for you within yourself with This Is England, with that first big job? Um, a little bit, yeah. I felt, like I said earlier, I always felt a little bit kind of older than my years anyway when I was a kid. I always felt a little bit, I could always talk to adults quite easily and stuff like that. Very confident. Little, yeah, yeah. My little girl's like that now, like... She, just, just can talk to adults and hold a conversation. Well, it's like... funny, isn't it? Because there's a real, there's a real uh, borderline between confidence and arrogance. Yeah. And you can be just too confident. And then, uh, you know, kids can be arrogant. But I love but confident not it, children yeah. who can hold a conversation with adults. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. nothing like it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't... Um... Were your mum and dad supportive of you? Or did they ever go, do you know what? I think, get yourself a proper job... Get yourself a plan B, a yeah. fallback, then you can do this. And I don't mind, as long as you've got so much a fallback on. Yeah, because um, I got it when I was 14, 15, because this is England. I think I think my mum, because again, it was so alien to my mum and dad, like this concept of the kid being in, in, in films and stuff. Yeah. Um, they kind of like didn't really, it's like my mum was, de- yeah, dead supportive. Like they were really supportive of it. You know, you go for it and stuff. But like, um. Yeah, I don't think that, like, they, they don't really understand the intricacies of the business. Like, I remember, like, my gran and my mum at one point saying, oh, you know, if, why don't you just go on Shameless? Why don't you just go on Cora? Like, it's my choice. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, why don't you yeah, just go on that? Like, like, we have a choice. Yeah, like, we've got a choice. Like, we're not, yeah. you know, just a, a, a little ploy in the whole bigger picture. And it's like, you can't just, you can't just do that, mum. I think we went, after I'd done this as England, actually, I think they were filming some at near us it was probably shameless and um my mum went and had a word with like some of the crew like no. my sons and that. i'm like mum you don't work like that you can't you can't just do that like yeah they didn't get it at first really but they were mad supportive of it like they knew that's that's what i wanted to do and they'd seen me growing up like you know loving kind of like say making people laugh and, yeah 
you know, doing little plays at school and things like that. So once once I'd got like this is England, like my mum was like, this is this is exactly what you want to do, isn't it? And and I'm sure when she, like once she sh- she saw the film, yeah, it was a mad. She went, oh no, this is what he has to do. Yeah, obviously. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was a mad old experience. But just going back to drama school because yeah. you hadn't trained in a classical way or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Did you ever think after this is England, maybe I should go back to drama school and do something? Kind of. So, uh, so after this is England, went and did my last year at high school, uh, finished that, and then I went and done uh, an acting course at college with a view in, in Withamshaw. Uh, no, in Manchester, in Central right. Manchester. Um, I went and done just like a BTEC in performing arts drama, um, and I was my my plan was to probably go to drama school at that point. I was like, right, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll go to drama school and I'll do that route because I've done this as England now and I've got an agent, but, you know, I want to I learn it proper and stuff like that. Did you feel that you didn't know enough? Did you feel that you wanted to learn um, more? I did and I didn't. Like, I felt, I felt like I wanted to learn. I wanted to know what people were talking about on set and things like that. I didn't really get a lot of it because um, of the way Shane works as well because it's very different to any other job. So I, I, I think I did Heartbeat um, not too long after... Uh, this is England kind of coming out while I was in college and it was just a different ball game yeah. like I remember like script supervisors running over to me and being like excuse me it's not off my motorbike it's off the motorbike and I was like oh right like that one word and like yeah the right you know the writers get really and obviously working with Shane like there isn't a script there isn't you know there is a script but it's just a it's just a guideline it's yeah. just like well you're playing <clears throat> yeah, you, know, you yeah. look at look at I've said this before loads but you look at kids in the playground now and they're, they're playing all sorts of characters they're playing yeah. they're already sort of doing their acting yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not self-conscious about anything and the moment that comes in yeah I mean I always say that because I, 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 whenever people say to me like oh do you reckon I could be an actor I'm like everyone's an actor man like everyone acts differently in certain situations do you know what I mean like you yourself now you're hosting this podcast you're acting as you know, Craig Parkinson hosting the podcast but when you go home to your little lad Here's a little boy you got in it. Yeah. When you go into a little lad, you're Craig Parkinson, the dad. Oh, you're no, a different I'm pre- character. I'm just pretty much like this, just without a microphone. <laughs> Put that down, eat that. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like everyone's kind of, you at work or you're at home, you, you put on a different kind of persona yeah. a little bit, slightly, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know where I was going with that one, Craig. No, no, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't need to go anywhere. Sometimes you just need to talk and get it out. And... Do you ever feel... Because how many years since This Is England's film now, since it came out? Uh, I think it's about 10 or 11 it, years. We filmed it in 2005. So what's that? Like, what, 13 years this year? Wow. it be 13 years in September since we filmed it. I think it came out in 2007. So it's been out just over 10 years. And when it came out, it came out to such great reception. Yeah. And everybody yeah. loved it. And I remember being out winning loads of awards. It's doing really well. Did... Did you feel, right, that's it, we're on it now. I'm on the path, a I'm little going bit. for it. I remember, I remember buying it on pirate DVD to show all my mates. Like, <laughs> what, did it give you a copy? Not at first, no. Like, like that's what I mean. Like, Wivenshaw, like, we got it 10 weeks before everyone else. Um, I remember buzzing about it, thinking, yeah, like, you know, this is it. And I was in college at the time. And that's what, um, that's what I think made me not go to drama school. Because when that came out, I, was in, I just started college. Um, and I was getting a bit of work, like I did Heartbeat, I did a, a couple of pilots, um, and I was getting quite a bit of work, and I remember my tutor saying, 
um, about drama school. I was like, yeah, I want to go. And my tutor said, like, it's brilliant. He said, but a lot of them won't let you work. Like, a lot of them don't really, like, like let you work. They want you just to, you know, be there and that. So also, you of, weren't being funded to go to drama. You wouldn't have had no, a grant, no, there was would no, you? No, not all. I wouldn't have been able to afford it, I guess. I'd have had to... So that's Student loans, thousands and thousands of pounds that you would have walked out of there after a three-year course in debt. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and at the time, I was like, I'm working, you yeah. know. So you're learning on the job. Yeah, exactly. So what I did after that, I was like, because like I said before, I wanted to know what people were talking about on set. So I wanted to know what everyone's just for my own kind of like, all oh, right, okay, I get this. Um, I went and did a two-year filmmaking course right. um, at Stockport College uh, with me with me mate, and like I enjoyed that a bit more for that kind of thing, like. I think I got more out of that than the than the drama side. Um, I, I think maybe because my drama course at college was maybe a little bit more theatre-led. Right. Um, so you and, were learning more of the technical aspects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they didn't do a lot of kind of acting for film and TV sort of stuff. So when we went and did the filmmaking course, I was learning how to, you know, what, what the gaffer's job was, what the lighter's job was, what everyone's jobs was. By doing it, and then by like we used to stick ourselves in our little videos that we made, right? Um, which I just yeah, I just loved. I just loved messing around with a, a camera kind of thing. I got that off Shane a little bit when we did This Is England. Um, I watched all of his older stuff. He's like Shane's World. I fell in love with Shane. Have you ever watched Shane's Shane's World? No, I used to watch the first thing I saw of Shane was a, uh, um, I think it was a short <laughs> called Where's the Money Ronnie? Where's the Money Ronnie? Yeah, yeah. Which is full. Of, if you've never seen early Shane Meadows stuff. It's uh, very much sticky black past uh, blue tack, sellotape, dodgy wigs, people putting the makeup on with a felt tip. But the stories are still there. The human beings are still there that we kind of know and love today. But it's really interesting. You should try and dig them out. I'm watching yeah, mine on Yeah, a lot of them are on YouTube, I think. And oh, stuff are they? Now, They're yeah. still, so check them out on YouTube. Yeah. They are really, really interesting. You will a... see where he came from and where he is today. Yeah, he had a great one on one of the... It was on one of the DVDs, I think, maybe Romeo Brass. It was on the extras. It was called Shane's World. And it was just a little collection of stuff that he'd done, like, dicking about with Paddy and, you know, people like that. Like, you're watching it now and he's doing a mad little shot with Paddy Considine and, like, Olivia Coleman and stuff. And it's like, wow. But I remember watching it at the time, just going, oh, he's just having a laugh with his mates. And I used to chat to him about it quite a lot when we were on set because Shane's one of them where... He's always got, he's, even still, he's always got a little camera in hand. Like, when we did This Is England, he always had a little video camera. And, like, obviously, when we did the series, he, he always had a little DSLR. So he was always catching little bits and stuff. And um, I remember, like, just, just loving that. Like, he's not, he's not let that go, even though he's doing, like, this big film. Um, he's still got his own little camera, and he's still getting his own little, his own little bits. Things like that are that. inspiring, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Because you go, fully, well, fully. We don't have to be at the beck and call of, of this, this exactly. very strange business. We can, we can have a, a little bit of control at some point if yeah. we take control and have the nows to do it. Yeah, 100%. And I really, I really enjoyed that. I really fell in love with that. And then, yeah, I kind of did that course at college and just carried that on, really. Like, me and my mates still making our own daft little videos and, and things like that. So when like that. times aren't going so well, yeah. do you ever think... I think I need to leave all this behind. I've had my fun, and it's been nice. I've yeah. been in the spotlight a bit. I've got a family now. I've got a wife. We all need to provide in this day and age. Yeah. I'm going to get a proper job. Does that ever come into your mind? For about two seconds, and, and then I think, goes. what am I doing? Yeah, I, I do, like, genuinely, I'll sit down sometimes. Cause like I say, like, my missus, she's got a proper job. Um, all my family are sort of proper working class. Like, all have, you know, nine-to-fives, grafters, or whatever. And, um... Yeah, there's times where, 
yeah, I've been mad upset about it. I've been like beginning of this year, like I had, I had a bit of a bad spell, like just getting really like depressed with it all. Um, but you do, you just got to kind of pick yourself because it's harder when you grow older. Because when you're younger, you don't really need that much money because you're living with your mum and she'll let you off with like this and that. Um, and also, when you're younger. <laughs> You fall down, you pick yourself up and you exactly. carry on running. It doesn't mean as much. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of whether you have a family or you have children, it, it's you. You've grown as a person. Actually, this means a lot. I've gone into this room and I've bared my soul and I've done this and now you haven't given me this job. Yeah. And you get the cat of nine tails out and you keep thrashing yourself with it for a while. But sometimes you have to let it go. Yeah, I remember, I remember when I first started, actually. I think it was Joe Gilgan. And um, you know what Joe's like? He's always quite quite brutally honest with bits. I remember him saying like, oh, it's all bloody rejection, this job, you know, lad, it's all rejection. And I was like, all right, like you might not get an audition. And, and then for a good couple of years, like I wouldn't get an audition. I'd be like, oh, well, there'll be another one. And there'll be another one. And like, like say, as you get older, you're like, oh, I've really wanted that one. Like I've really worked yeah. hard for that. Yeah. Spent how much getting up and down from London. And that was the one that I wanted that. And um, I think that's happened uh, the past year about three times I've got to like that final mark where it's you and someone else and it's someone else and in your head as an actor you go oh well like but in your head you go oh no bugger him I wanted that <laughs> and you, you're you're the first one to give yourself the hard time for exactly, it exactly yeah because you start laying into yourself then don't you so are bit? you starting to deal with the darker side of rejection better uh, yeah, I think so. Because again, so. I think that is a learning curve 100%, as yeah. well as everything else because it all comes part and parcel with it. Yeah, I think sometimes you can, you can be a little bit hard on yourself. I think sometimes you sit there and go, I must be shit then. Mustn't be any good. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why is it always going to that other guy? I'd love to know who this other fucking guy is, Craig. There's always, a, <laughs> there's always another guy. Um, but you do, why is it going to him? Because, you know, um, but then... Yeah, you have. You've got to just kind of go. Oh well, like that wasn't the one then. Like, and think about the good stuff that you've done. Like, like my miss said that. Like when I was getting, I was like, oh, I've not worked in ages, and you know, I've done. That. And she's like, you have worked. You were you were on a film two months ago. I was like, yeah, but that was just a day. It's like it was a day on a film, you idiot. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Like you you don't think that's an act? You go, oh, I've only done a day. I'm only in two like two scenes on that, and like can't give it. But you're like, wait, actually, I'd have killed for that. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. That's the sh- that's what I'm dream. That's the dream. And probably even on those two days, you learned something, oh, yeah. or you met one yeah. person who inspired you to do something else, yeah. and it's a domino effect, and it's made something else happen. And it might not happen for two years. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. you go, wait a minute, I worked with this fella, and he said, that- and it's happened. So you just don't know, do you? Yeah, exactly. Every every kind of everything always falls into place a little bit. Do you think it? it really helps you doing what you do to have your wife? As an anchor, yeah, yeah, who who isn't connected to this this business? Hundred percent. She um she proper keeps me keeps my head in the game. She knows. I think she's probably here now. <laughs> She'll be dead embarrassed. Yeah, she knows what I want out of it. She knows that I'm not in it for money or fame. Like I do it because I love acting. Like I love just being someone else and just playing. Like you say, I love just getting to play for a living. And I think just before Christmas, um, my agent, it was this commercial job. And, I, and, and I've, never, I've never done a commercial before. And I was a bit like, and we needed a bit of money. And it was for, um, what's the spot cream called now? The, Oxytan. No, the, I don't know what spot it is. Spot cream, anybody. Spot Shout cream. out spot cream. Freed, I think it might have been Freedom, yeah. Thank Cheers, you. Kristen. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it was a reason I brought Beautiful skin, by the way. Gorgeous skin. <laughs> um, it was an advert for, for this yeah, Freedom or something. And it was like playing this little character inside the spot. And then all this... And, it, and my agent was like, it's not going to be on in, in the UK. It's only American. It's all this. And I was yeah. like, no, I don't really want to do it. And then she kind of showed me how much it, it could have been. Oh, and it made me head turn a little bit. And I was like, babe, like, look at this. Look at, look at how much we could like... This is, this is it. Like, we could... And she just turned around to me and she went, that's not you though. Like, you won't, you, you don't like, you don't do stuff like that. And I was like, thank you. I literally just, t- I just stopped there and I went, thank you. And she went, yeah. what? And I went, I needed that then. Like, yeah. I, that, exactly that. She is my anchor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, thanks, babe. Because I'd have ran away with that and like got a bit crazy there and just sold my soul a little bit for a bit of freedom. Well, you just kind of got to be true to yourself and do what you do as, a, as, as an actor and an artist. Um, it's been absolutely lovely sitting oh, down and having time with you because we've never actually done this one on one. No, not really. No, I think like we the only time we proper chatted was like last year, eh? Wasn't last it? In, year, in the yeah. rain. <laughs> and can I just say, um, thank you so much for everybody to come and stand up and listen to this. Uh, I know it's not sometimes not the lightest thing in the world and it's not full <laughs> of jokes, but it's really really important. Um, and if you don't listen to the Two Shot podcast, you can find it on iTunes, Acast, anywhere you get podcasts. Um, Andrew Ellis, thank, thank you. you so much. Have a lovely candle calling, everybody. Thank you. Cheers, guys. And the first one after the lovely summer break is done. That was lovely, wasn't it? If you were there in the crowd, I know there were some lovely faces there. Thank you so much for being there and supporting. It was a great crowd and it got bigger as it went on. Um, and I think I spoke to Andy afterwards and I think even he was was shocked that, you know, we went deep a bit quickly. Um, but as ever with these conversations, I, I don't know where they go. Um, I've just got to be instinctive about it. And they're a lovely, beautiful thing. And I'm so pleased that I'm back doing them. So, yeah, look, apologies for the massive big blather on for the intro. I hope you don't mind. Uh, But these things, I have to get out of my system after such a big break. But look, so look, next week, we're going to have a one-week break. Don't worry, we're back. The week of the 3rd of September, back like clockwork. Okay? Fantastic. Look, tell your friends, subscribe, rate and review. Go to the Patreon site if you fancy. We always need cables, petrol, train fares. But look, don't worry about that. I'm just pleased you're here. So until next week, I've been Craig Parkinson. He's been producer Griff. And this has been the Two Shot Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Take care of yourself, and I'll see you in a week and a bit. See ya. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. Cheers.